My name is Wazir. My name is John Muhammad. And this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. How you doing today? I'm fantastic. How about you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited about this uh, episode because, honestly, this is a topic um, that we're going to be talking about that I feel like I want to learn a lot about and that I feel like every business can use, right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, what is that topic that that we're going to be touching on? We're talking about 101 ways of marketing your business. And um, what we want to talk about first is the problem. Okay. So... I mean, you can go to Google Docs. It, it went uh, out some kind of way, but you can go oh, ahead. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you can go ahead, though. Okay. Um, we have been disrespecting, and most recently, the controversy has been with the Gucci brand. You know, the Gucci came out with a blackface, and those of you not familiar with blackface, that's a really a mockery that Hollywood used in the early 1920s, 1930s, mm-hmm. where they made mockery of blacks in film. So white actors will paint themselves in blackface, and they'll go out and they made a caricature out of blacks. And Hollywood did this. And also, it entered also into advertising. They made commercials, and there were certain brands that uh, made uh, mockery of blacks, and they, and they branded. Also, in cartoons, you can see some of the old cartoons where they had that... Uh, blackface comedy or or caricatures in cartoons, those old cartoons. Even Mickey Mouse started off as as a as a blackface character that they made they eventually made into a mouse. Now you um, notice that these cartoon characters had a white gloves. That was another signature to blackface. Mm. They would paint themselves in blackface and white gloves, you know, they might even be dressed uh, in tuxedos or whatever they did. Um, but also the uh, the clown in the circus. The clown is another um, a mockery of blacks. You know, after slavery, we didn't have any employment. So many of us was homeless. And so we had ragged clothes. You know, we didn't have much to eat. And uh, the whole hobo image came out because we was wandering around of people with no land, people with no home. Mm. And uh, and they made this character out of it, the clown. What they really, it's like blackface. They're making fun of black people in our uh, economic situation. Now, recently, Gucci, which is a high-end brand, they was going to come out with the theme of blackface in their fashion line. And that really shows you how a corporate America feel about black people. They make mockery of us. They overcharge us in their pricing, you know, and uh, they make mockery of us because they don't give anything back to us for our loyalty to their brands. Let me ask you this. Do you think that, um, do you think that, like the reason that I like that you laid out the history of it of blackface being in art and media in this country and in in general in the in white people's you know what I mean uh, media and things like that. Did you lay that history out to say this is not an accident? Like people are trying to act like maybe they didn't know it's just a sweater. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like, <laughs> like they 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 are they are the accidental racist, right? You know when it was a lot of planning that goes on in this, and if you know anything about fashion. 
Uh, these corporations just don't willy-nilly put out a fashion line. You know, these are large corporations, so they have meetings on this, group meetings, large groups where they have to come up with the concept, they have to pitch it, you know, they have to plan it out. Right. And then also they have to go uh, uh, get samples, get pick out the material, get samples, and then have fashion shows prior to the season. You know, they got to go to China and get these uh, these factories to get it all made. And after all of that time, then they put it in stores. So by the time they get to the marketplace, they might have spent a year developing this concept. And it's not one one person or two or three individuals. It's the whole corporation, the whole executive level, uh, uh, middle management, the whole company was involved in this. Yeah, I, I wonder what percentage of... Um because clearly they're using uh, outrage as like a marketing scheme. We talking about marketing today. Yeah, I feel like these brands are doing this purposely because they know, like much other things, Black Twitter runs Twitter. If it, it ain't Twitter, unless it's Black Twitter, that's where everybody else kind of feeds off of all these different terms that everybody uses comes from Black Twitter. So I think if you want to make a real impact on the internet, you have to affect the Black people on the internet. And what's the best way to do it? It's not by inspiring them or, or making them happy or supporting them because that doesn't really travel that fast. They know they can get a rise out of people, uh, you know, something racially charged like that. That'll right. get them to more marketing than anything. I mean, the root of their economy, and I always like to go to the historical uh, basis, their capitalistic economy is based on exploitation, slavery, in a more simple term. Right. It's slavery. Uh, slavery, chattel slavery made America and Europe rich and powerful. And in particular, the United States of America made them the most powerful nation on earth. And that's by exploiting us. So, just purely economic, you need cheap labor or free labor. And, and in our case, it was free labor. You know, it was optimum for the capitalistic the, uh, economy to make them rich and powerful and wealthy. Also, they use murder, genocide against the indigenous Native American that they are now uh, calling illegal immigrants. Mm -hmm. You know, could mm -hmm. you imagine the Native indigenous people being labeled illegal immigrants when all of the whites that, that are here came from Europe? They came as, as immigrants, including the president. His parents were recent immigrants, and his wife is an immigrant. Yeah. So he outlawing uh, native people as being illegal immigrants. I mean, that's that's. Uh, and those immigrants actually were criminals. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> the way they talk about these immigrants, like they criminals. Those immigrants were really criminal. They they yeah. took the land. They they murdered all the people. You know. It, and, to, but, you know. but what I was comparing that of how we're being used in order to build their corporations and their brands. Mm -hmm. We're not just, uh, we was both labor and we were property. Right. So we was an asset. They owned us and we worked. So that's the root of their power then. That's the root of their power now because we're working for them and um, 
we're also purchasing their their goods. And so what we want to do is take our power back. And this in this episode, we want to take our power back. And I believe that if the root of the power of their power is us, they are the parasite. They're feeding off the host. We are the host. They're feeding off us. Mm-hmm. You know, most recently, uh, there was a big, big uproar with the Jewish community. With uh, Minister Farrakhan said he called them, uh, and he, he said that he was uh, anti-termite, that uh, that he was anti-Semite. But a termite feed on dead wood. So in this case, the termite would be the parasite. Uh, we are the wood. You know what they feeding off of? We are the black and brown people that they are building their brand on, building their economy on, our labor and our purchasing, our consumption. Mm. So what, and, and you know, um, I don't know about you, but I've actually never owned a piece of uh, Gucci. I never, I never bought any. <laughs> like that's a little bit out of my uh, uh, price range. So this is kind of a a, a classist uh, uh, argument, like uh, or a thing. You got to be at a certain level to be buying Gucci anyway. And some people are saying that they don't want us buying their stuff anyway. So maybe this is another angle that that's going about by these high. Get black people to stop wearing their brands. Yeah, yeah, because they like the, the whole thing is classism. Yeah, I mean, like the polo logo. Most of us didn't pay play polo, right? So it, it's for those uh, high echelon in the European society that that's their club, the polo club, and the same with Gucci. Need these high end fashion is a status symbol that we're uh, are better than you. We're more valuable than you. So then we dress better, you know. It's it's like um, the European nations have this nobility class. You know, they have these knights and these... uh, They still have the king and the queen and the princes and all of that. They nobility. Mm -hmm. And they consider us as peasants. You know, we don't own any land. You know, I keep coming back to the land because that's what was different between the nobility in Europe and the uh, and the peasants. The peasants really worked the land, but they didn't own the land. The uh, the nobility owned the land, you know, the castle, you know, and he's the prince of, uh, that, that lives in the castle, but he don't do no damn work. All the peasants do the work, and he taxed them. Well, they ran to America to, to get free from that, the the peasants of America or Europe. And then they made us the workers. And now they live in the big White House and make us work the fields. Mm. And then we are landless. We don't own the land that we work in. And um, they gave us the worst clothes and all that. And uh, ironically, the cotton that we was picking was the root of the garment uh, industry that made them wax rich around the world by actually making clothes. But we was wearing a burlap sack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what they robed us in. Yeah, and I hear people talk about those brands like, oh, these are um, houses that were built over hundreds of years. And I'm like, if you go back far enough, you know where they start was. It's when we was fueling them. That's so right. it's like, we shouldn't have been... Uh, it. W- 
it just I love this because we always talk about a time where we gonna be forced to not deal with uh deal with them in that yeah. way, and we're gonna be forced to support our own. And uh, it's just a way of the same way that Trump woke everybody up politically. I think this is waking people up economically. Yeah, particularly looking at our uh, athletes and our entertainers, and they're usually flaunting their wealth. You know, they stunting on the rest of their people. You know, I got—I mean, the brother just go over the top with the Gucci. He, he tattoo it on his face. You know, he wear the headband. He wear—he might wear his whole suit. Might be. Uh, in the Gucci brand. Down to the socks. Yeah, down to say. the socks and the, and, the, and the shoes he wearing. So, uh, but the that's all to the, the show the class difference. Because in America, you got race and you got class. And we're at, we at the bottom of both. And so if you're black and, and you're an entertainer, you're an athlete, you're trying to escape the plight of black people in general, then you try to address... Or live like uh, we talked about in the Willie Lynch. Uh, I'm on the hill and you're in the valley, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. on the north side, you're on the south side. You know, I'm up here close to master and you out in the field. Yeah. And they getting blatant with it. Like like you say, uh, we talked about earlier the H&M. It started off with the coolest monkey in the jungle. Yeah. Which, you know, but now they doing, with, you know, the blackface and now... Uh, Burberry recently released a hoodie with a noose. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah, that's just like, it's blatant. It's like... <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, the cover's being pulled off of them. So now our our blacks that have some means, some resources. Now what you're going to do, now T.I. say he's not going to wear it. He's going back to his neighborhood. He's investing over $2 million in rebuilding the community that he's from. I think Queen Latifah did the same thing, returned back to her neighborhood and investing back in the hood because see that's what we all got to realize if if there is going to be a, a a modern civil war say to say to speak you know the first civil war we had between the north and the south that was the white brother in the north fighting the white brother in the south and we got nothing i mean they st- they still own all the resources but in this time if there's going to be some type of separation. There needs to be a redistribution of the wealth. And I really think that starts with us. Mm. Because we got to become more conscious in the way we distribute our money when we purchase. Right. Because whoever you spend the money with, that's who you are empowering. That's who you, I think you said on the previous ep- episode that in business, the, the lifeblood of a business is money. Or cash flow. Well, that's love. The blood, the love here that we're giving, and we're giving it to other people that's not respecting us. They even calling the police on us. You know, you're inside the Starbucks trying to get to the restroom. <laughs> you don't order before you hit to the restroom. They call the police on you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? What you doing in here unless you're spending money? You got to order first. You got to spend money. And some places they make you in restaurants. They make us pay first. You know, you don't you don't order the food. Then if you don't like the food, you may not pay. They make you pay first. So when you go in the restaurant, you gotta hit that a cash register first before you can use that restroom. It's for customers only. Yeah, I hear Charlemagne saying, "Why do we go where we uh, where we're tolerated instead of going where we celebrate?" Right. Yeah. And then 
we can invest back in our own neighborhoods and make our own neighborhoods a decent place to live. But we will create jobs now from our purchasing power. Uh, we sell books, nationproducts.com. We'll talk about it in the, in the uh, sponsorship. But the more books you purchase, then we have to hire more people to process those books. And then we need to hire ourselves and write more books. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then that money will go to you as an author. If we become more productive, we have to produce our needs. Otherwise, we're going to be dependent on on whites and others who are hiring us to do the work anyway. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the work in those businesses anyway. Us and our, our Hispanic brothers and sisters who are in the fields that we abandoned, remember? <laughs> they still, some of the crops still need to be picked by hand. Right. You see? And Mr. Trump and his family and, and, and whites are not going out in those fields and do that work. They want somebody else to do it, but they don't want to respect them. They don't want to properly pay them or compensate them. They want to keep them in a weak position uh, in terms of legal status, um, economic status. You're being forced due to poverty to do that manual work. And that's why they they kept it. Now, we, we can't give them citizenship. Then they'll get all the rights and privileges of a citizen. Mm. You see, and then they they will compete with us economically and politically, especially if they are enlightened. And what's happening now, the people are becoming more enlightened. I think that's what the resurrection is. Mm. So you think that's what this is? That's what a, that's what all of this is pointing to, like us moving away from these brands, us moving yeah. away from. Because uh, I hear a lot of people complaining about things like uh, you ever heard of the term cancel culture. Like, that's what happened when Gucci, Gucci's canceled or Burberry yeah. is canceled or, you know what I mean? Like, when, yeah. when a celebrity say something people don't like, they say it's canceled. And uh, I do hear people complaining about that. Like, wow, well, we can't just throw people away. We can't cancel people. But I think I, I think where that's coming from, and it's mainly from, like, the, the younger population, mm-hmm. where that's coming from is, I think it's a... Uh, I think the young people want decency from... Because... Uh, the, the people that were in power all these years were like indecent people. Like it was for yeah. so long they were doing so much wrong. So now I think a generation felt like it's their responsibility to be like intolerant to those things. And even if it looks like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, so the people are just too intelligent, really. Yeah. Our children are exposed to more information than we were. One of the things that was done to the slave, to the wise African people that they kidnapped from Africa was to prevent them from learning, prevent them from learning uh, reading. Reading was outlawed for the slaves. So in order to make you weak and ineffective, we need to cut you off from knowledge, from education, from information. But what has happened with the Internet is that a whole new world of information has been opened up to this new generation that we call the Joshua generation. So now, with this knowledge now, with this light, uh, we, we, our, our path has been illuminated. And now we can envision the promised land. We can enter that land and begin to become self-sufficient. 
Because really, that's what I believe it is: is us becoming independent, and that means we 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 can survive without this parasite <laughs> that we've been calling a slave master. Uh, this uh, this white parent class we talked about paternalism, where they are like parents of us, and they providing for us all our needs. Really, they managing us because we still doing the labor. So, but we don't need them as a, a manager. We don't need them as a as a master. We can become our own master. You know, when we first acquire land and begin to produce the things that we need, and then we we able to distribute those needs in the form of a business, and that's that's where the business building blocks come into play. We have to become business owners in order to transfer wealth to our families and our our descendants. You can't transfer wealth with a job. There's no security in the job. You know, we the last hired and the first fired. So you as my son, you can't inherit my job. Matter of fact, I wouldn't want you to inherit a job. I'd rather you to inherit an asset, a business, an income, a profit, uh, making business that's going to generate wealth where you can buy buildings and properties, you know, that type of thing. Mm. Well, that's, I think it's a good time to go into the people who are uh, who are supporting this podcast and making it possible for us to give them that information that you say, this is what Business Building Blocks is for. Let's highlight some of the people who are helping us bring this to the listeners. Sponsors? I tell you, I tell you recently, we had a guest on uh, the owner of Pueblo Boxing. The owner of Pueblo Boxing. Juan Muhammad. And been knowing him a long time. Uh, he's a, a Mexican brother that had embraced Islam at an early age. He said at 19 years old. But he started this boxing gym called Pueblo Boxing. And Pueblo is people in Spanish. Uh, this is uh, the people's gym. It's a series of boxing gyms that he's franchising all over the world and other nations. Mexico, uh, South America, the uh, Caribbean, even over in, in Spain. Uh, you can you can support Pueblo Boxing at Pueblo.com, uh, Pueblo.org. Pueblo.org, that's the nonprofit. And also you can go to Solo boxing.com and uh, purchase merchandise that will support the uh, Pueblo Boxing. But he's a, he's a, if you go back and look at that episode, I think it was our previous episode. Yeah, it was the episode last episode. 53. Right. Um, man, that's a dynamic uh, a company. And he had a dynamic story. But go and support Pueblo Boxing. And what was his website again? I believe it's yeah. PuebloBoxing.org. Yeah, and then you can, uh, if you want to support and get any of his uh, clothing and stuff, it's SoloBoxing.com. Right. Yeah. Definitely visit those websites. Now, uh, another uh, sponsor that we alluded to earlier was Nation Products. And Nation Products are liter literacy advocates. And again, we talked about slavery. And we want to empower ourselves with knowledge. That's going to separate us in this modern economy and make us more powerful 
is that we have the ability to read and to uh, acquire knowledge and study our history and our culture. Because with a, a thorough knowledge of ourselves and where we are come, come from, then we can build. Now, one of the, uh, we, we're in Black History Month, or the end of Black History Month. Uh, you can acquire this title, Famous Blacks in America, at nationproducts.com. Visit the site, nationproducts.com. And it's a, it's a word search book, and each puzzle will teach the reader about that figure as they solve the puzzle. Each term is, is associated with that figure. So uh, you'll be increasing your vocabulary, learning history and culture at the same time. And if you knew the accomplishments, if our children knew the accomplishments of their ancestors, then they'll know the accomplishment of themselves because we see ourselves in our ancestry. Another title here is called Chemistry for Children. We want to start teaching our children science at a tender age. And and, and, that, and that's easy. You don't, you know, I think it's, uh, it's miseducation. Um, it's really racism in the educational system when they begin to say that our children are failing, our schools are failing, that we have lower test grades. That's not a reflection of our children. That's a reflection of the school system, the public school system, that's miseducating our children. Because they're coming here with the potential to be uh, scientists, to be doctors, lawyers, whatever they envision themselves to be, astronauts. Uh, but we have to, they have to be taught properly. So if we, in education has to begin at home. We shouldn't expect other people that have oppressed us historically to now all of a sudden empower us educationally. We need to take charge of our children's education. And we need to do it at home. Uh, acquire this book, Chemistry for Children, at nationproducts.com. And I'm just going to mention a few. Uh, here's a book, uh, Louis Armstrong. Who is Louis Armstrong? And uh, one of our bestsellers, How to Eat to Live, by Elijah Muhammad. This is our bestseller on nationproducts.com. And uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This is an economic uh, book that's going to teach you about business in a different way. He talks about assets and liabilities, and we need to know the difference. You know, we need to get assets that are income generated, and we need to own the root of the business. He's talked about not just selling gas, but owning oil wells. See, we got to think about that. We need to own the raw crude oil as well as the retail uh, market. Um, another public service announcement I want to mention. And that is the Final Call newspaper. Just recently, we had, uh, in the nation of Islam, our annual convention known as the Savings Day Convention in Chicago. And uh, the title of the subject was a Savior is born for the whole of humanity. It was a special message by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. You can go and, and view that uh, on NOI.org. That's NOI.org, the uh, 2019 Savings Day message by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I would also advise you to subscribe to the Final Call newspaper. 
which is the number one black-owned and operated newspaper in the country, and it has articles relating to stories throughout the world and throughout the nation. Go to finalcall.com. Support the Final Call newspaper. And another public service announcement we would like to mention is the Economic Blueprint. That's economicblueprint.org. And those of you that's not familiar with it, uh, it is a fund established to purchase farmland. You know, so that we can become independent. You can't be free if you can't feed yourself. So freedom begins with land ownership. You know, so we can begin farming again. We raise our own food that's not contaminated with all of these pesticides or genetically modified seeds and and um, that's leading us to poor health. But also this land will be a basis for economic development because that's where all of the raw materials for every industry come from. That's the land. So we're asking for five cents a day. That's 35 cents a week as a donation to this farm. Fund, it only comes out to $18.20 a year. I'll round that off to 20 bucks. Just go to the website, donate 20 bucks for the year. At the beginning of the year, that's economicblueprint.org. Economicblueprint.org. So we can get back to our discussion. Okay, so we um, so we moving away from the high end brands. We're not rocking Gucci, not rocking Burberry. Matter of fact, I think all designer needs to be thrown away because uh, they don't love us like we love them with all our support and our money. So we're moving to these uh, black owned brands. We want to buy local. We want to buy from somebody we know and uh, these entrepreneurs. Now, how can these entrepreneurs? get the people that don't, that want to support them, like they have a product, how do they find the people that need that product? The process of doing this, of connecting those two, is marketing, right? That's right. So what, I, marketing is something that a lot of people have a hard time with, me included. So I'm in, I'm, I, I'm, I got a lot to learn from this that, that we're about to go into now, of how do we go into marketing? And, and you found... Uh, uh, or our research team. <laughs> shout out. Well, I got to shout out to my wife. Right. Uh, she's right now in graduate school and she's studying uh, economic development and entrepreneurship. And really this came from her studies. Um, she do a lot of studying in this area. And uh, she, she um, provided this article for me because she was studying it. 101 ways small business uh 101 small business marketing ideas. And we're going to go over a few of them. Mm -hmm. um, but I like to talk about the basics. And remember the slogan, a business with no sign is a sign of no business. Mm -hmm. So so we, we must have a sign to let people know that we're in business, that we have, uh, we need to share our words you know, show our products or describe our service. And we need to communicate that to our potential customer. And our potential customer here is the market or our target market. Those individuals in the general population that will consume our product or service. 
Yeah, signage is so important. I don't even think people even realize that. Like, it's whole businesses. There are businesses that all they do is set up signs for people. Like, like people invest in that and getting a quality sign. Yeah. And we talk about name, too. Name being important. Yeah. But your business name, your brand name, and then that has to be on your sign. Yeah. You know, they have to associate your product or service with their, that name. Yeah. And you want to stand out in your field. And they don't even have to, you don't have to start off with a big neon sign that goes higher than the freeway, you know, those big <laughs> Chevron signs and stuff like that. You can start off on, on you can go to a site like Vistaprint or something like that because I've bought a sign from there for like, what, like $20 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 20 if, 30. If you If you have a physical location, you need to have a sign. If you can't afford a sign, you need a banner. You can literally paint on the building your sign. Mm-hmm. You know, we had uh, one of our first guests, Lee. Lee, uh, was it first or second episode? Um, he paints signs for companies on the building. I've seen some of his work. But you have to have a sign. It's like a flag. And I, and I always compare business to war. So the other opposition, the competition, the ops, you know, the people in the street, the ops, the, you're an op. Well, the op has their, the, the, your opposing force has his flag. They flagging, yeah. <laughs> and you have your flag and, you know, whoever fight, you want to keep your flag up. Yeah. Well, your business has to have a flag. You need to wave that flag to draw attention and then look, here we are over here. You know, so... Uh, you want to go into some of it? Oh, yeah. And they've sep- I like how they did it because they separated it because 101 is a lot of points. But they separated it into like uh, bigger, you know, little chunks that we can dive into. The first one, well, let me just read all the, the, the big sections of it and then we'll kind of go into them. So it's marketing planning, which is the plan. And then you have marketing materials, uh, in-person networking, direct mail, advertising, uh, social media marketing, and I'm not going to bore, bore you with all the rest of them, but that's those are the different points that we'll be going into. So the first one is marketing planning. So this is, this, if I understand it correctly, is this like putting together a plan for your marketing? Like setting a play, basically? Yeah, you know, in yeah. marketing is advertising. Mm-hmm. It's sales. And the point of your advertising is to make a sale. So your sales pitch is a part of the marketing plan because you're trying to reach that target market. And again, the target market is the people that's going to be your potential consumers. So you want to know who that is in your research. You want to define what your target market is. Who's your potential customer? Yeah, who are you selling to? Yeah. yeah. Because I noticed that... um, other comp- companies are doing this because we see that through the smartphone, right? Yeah. Like somebody has done the research to know that I make beats and I produce. Yeah. So anytime I go online, I'm getting advertising for all these beat packs and uh, uh, plugins. And I'm like, how do you know what I'm doing? But, you know, they tracking my whatever. Yeah, so- we're, being, <laughs> we're being monitored by the, the, the cell phone. Mm-hmm. They listen in on our conversations and they begin to advertise to you based on your dialogue, based on the places you visit. They got GPS. 
<laughs> they, they caption all this information, even when you buying. They look, they they determining your buying habits. I promise that one, this is real. I was in CVS and I picked up a a, a packet of some Listerine, some because I was looking for mints or something. So I picked it up and then I sat it down. I didn't buy it. And I promise you, when I I started getting ads for the thing I picked up, I yeah. didn't even say it. I didn't do, and it made me want to do. They have some type of like chip in the because it was like a setup it was like yeah. a in stores where they have a display and i'm like does it have some kind of gps that interacts with phones they do, and, they do. Yeah. matter of fact and i learned this recently that farther you away from the the store the bigger the discount of the coupons are especially they offer you but the closer you get to the store the higher the price is going up in the ads so if you're in the store and you pick up something, then the special that they're going to offer you is going to be the same price that's listed. Yeah. But if it was a half a mile away, it would they would have gave you a discount because what they're trying to do is draw you to the store. And they figured all this out through what we're talking about. Yeah. The, they got, the, the uh, market research. They got algorithms and all that mm-hmm. built in the software. And they have you under surveillance. All of these cameras, mm-hmm. they have you under surveillance, and they uh, they collecting this data that we are uh, giving to them with our smartphones. Yeah, they don't. They haven't put the chip inside under our skin yet, but we carry it around for them. Yeah, we do it for them. <laughs> so what? I never seen nobody. I never actually known anyone to do this except for like this next point, number three, conduct a focus group. So in a focus group, I've heard that term. Is that where you get a group of people, mm-hmm. you you sit them down, and in and, and this small setting, it could be a few of your friends, right? That could be your focus group where you say, I have this product, what do you think about it? Is that what, like, and then they kind of rate it? Because I've heard that, I've, I think that's what it is, right? Like getting people, a focus group, like getting people to sit down, because I know yeah. people do that in movies. One thing about this, uh, you see where it's highlighted in blue. Yeah. When you actually go to the the article on online, yeah, you can click on that and go into detail. Yeah. But the focus group here, I believe, are, are potential uh, people from that demographic mm-hmm. that you can like uh, do testing with. You know how they used to test uh, Coca Cola, and Pepsi, and, Pepsi <laughs> and all that, and they do a little survey. And, you know, which one tastes the best, uh, that's probably a simplified version. Or it may be some people from that's expert in that area, and then they can give you expert consultation in, in your target market. Mm. But uh, it's scientific. I mean, people are not just willy-nilly, like I say, doing business. They ain't freestyling. A lot of this ain't off the There's a lot of thought and research going to this. And how to, how to separate you from your dollars? Mm. Okay, so I think I think that's pretty. Um, I think we touched on most of that. So okay, so th- then from there they go into uh, marketing materials. So I guess this is uh, that's that business card you talked about. Okay, yeah. So they so these are uh, like back in the day people used to have promotional items or even as simple as a but we flyer. We still do. We still yeah. do now. I know, I know you into technology, and, and technology has really superseded the the fundamentals of what we did in the past. But I still think that uh, when you're meeting someone, uh, you want to leave if you want to leave them. Now, when I work with young people, when I deal with somebody that I'm, I'm 51, so when I deal with 
do you have a card? Then I pass them my business card. But when I meet a young person, they say, what's your math? You know, <laughs> they pick up their phone and they, they look you up in their phone. Someone just asked me about the business building blocks. Podcast, how do I get the podcast? Then I just show them the phone. Oh, here's the app. If you don't have the iPhone app, then you can go to soundcloud.com and search business building blocks. But you're doing that digitally. You're not you're not exchanging any physical paperwork. But say, for instance, we had a promotion item, a T-shirt that said business building block. And there again, you can go to teespring.com and get a business building block T-shirt. Slash business building blocks. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, well, Hit our Facebook. I think we got the link right there. Yeah, go to yeah, that yeah. But those uh, coffee mugs, uh, pro- promotion items that have your logo on it, and that's true. That people still do use those because uh, Rihanna recently has a Rihanna has a makeup brand, and I've noticed if you drive around Houston, you see po- on like const- you know how they have construction kind of boarded off a little bit on those walls or like on abandoned buildings. I see posters of her brand all over Houston, and I'm like, who doing that? Who paid, who did, what company does that for her? You know what I'm saying? So they're using physical marketing materials to market yeah, one they, of those. They, they got companies to do that. You remember, like, before in the hip-hop game, before everything went digital, they had street teams that went out and put your posters up when you were having a show. And they put your posters up all over town. And they put flyers out, you know, physical flyers. Most of that budget is done digitally now, but if you if you look, there is still billboards on the highway. Marketing material. Yeah. There's still uh, banners. There's still uh, these vertical flags. They're making signs out of flags now. Boost Mobile, or Cricket, or whatever the cell phone store is. Yeah. And along the curb, you have all these flags. You still have the bandit signs. You know the for sale signs. That's stuck in people's yard or the campaign signs. Yeah, or like remember people used to give out. People still do that pens with the with your company yeah. on there or pencils and co- koozies that sit on the cup. Yeah. <laughs> All kind of stuff like that. And when when Brother Juan was here, see that's what made Brother Juan Muhammad so successful with Pebble Boxing. You remember he made the uh, boxing gloves and the the boxing clothing. I guess the gym shorts. And the jacket. And the, and the actual physical boxing equipment. The, the bomber yeah, jacket. Yeah, the bomber the, jacket. The bomber jacket. Yeah. He had the heavyweight fighter wearing his bomber jacket. Oh, right, the right, The right. boxing bomber jacket. What was the name of the boxer? I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know his name, but yeah. He... <laughs> but, uh... but uh, Oh, DeAndre Wilder. Yeah, yeah Wilder. Yeah. Because he was talking in, in that made that famous clip. He was really talking about the oppression of black people. All people being oppressed, and uh, he was talking about, and the and the and the, the reporter who was talking to him was black too, and he said, "Could you explain what you're talking about about your people being oppressed?" He talking about you know what I mean? Yeah, you know we still being oppressed even to this day, and he kept saying to this day, to this day, you know. But uh, he's he's uh, wearing Pebble boxing a uh, bomber jacket. And uh, that brand name, and I think that was very revolutionary of him to embrace that brand mm. instead of embracing Nike or Adidas. You know, we got our celebrities, Jordan and, and Kanye West, 
Nike and Adidas. Look, we need to own something. And the brother's getting it manufactured itself in Mexico, and he's doing it from the ground up. Yeah, and I love how he does the the dual thing where he's giving back where they feed each other. He giving back and he growing a business at the same time. Yeah. So you know when you support uh, Pueblo, Pueblo Boxing buying the gear, you know that he building a, a boxing gym for for a, yeah. You doing a lot yeah. for, the, for the for the youth. Yeah, they and uh, we need to we need to. And you know what I noticed, and and I don't want to divert this over to, to taxes, but the lotto. Our elders are in line at the convenience store at the gas station. Gambling. They're gambling away the future of the next generation. They can be taking that money investing in our youth and our children. But we, our elders are, are, are separated from the youth, not giving the youth the knowledge and the guidance and the wisdom, and also not giving them any money. They can be financing their education in the college and giving them a scholarship. But they pouring all this money down the lotto drain, you know, uh, giving to the state the money. Now the state is hiring more police. What the mayor talk about? The mayor is pro. He black, but he pro police. Police, the ones that's shooting us down in the street. Mm -hmm. He not pro youth. How much money is he putting into anti gang violence? But he want to put money into police, and our elders are putting money into the police or uh, into the state. And the state have abandoned us. We need to start investing in our youth. For one thing, in education. Independent education. You know, and then we need to start uh, buying things that they can inherit. You know, even even Grandma uh, Big Mama's house now, they're doing a, a, a reverse mortgage. It's, you don't even get Grandma's house no more. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I've been seeing that that the reverse mortgage. I don't even know what that means. Well, you know, our elders pretty much have paid off them homes. It take 30 to 40 years to pay off the home. And once they get the home paid for, now they, they, they come back and say, oh, look, you can do a reverse mortgage and we'll pay you as long as you live here. But after you die, they own the house. Because you're not going to die. It ain't going to take you 30 or 40 years to die. You're about to die now. Yeah, you're like 80-something, yeah. <laughs> so they give you a couple of papers, and you croak, and they got your home, not your children, not your grandchildren. Dang. And us being ignorant, the gentrification here is the inner city that we see as a ghetto because it's all deteriorated and run down in poverty. But outside, people look at, oh, it's speculation. That neighborhood is up and coming. They coming in and they buying grandma's house, tearing it down and building up townhouses, condos. Man, they flipping the hood out here. And you notice it coming too. When when you see a brand new CVS pop up, you yeah. know what's finna happen. Like, I'm like, oh, like. Man, you <laughs> like, drive around Fourth Ward, Third Ward, Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward. They just got to see All this new construction going up mm -hmm. and what we're doing, we're complaining. We're not building. <laughs> we're not investing. We won't even paint grandma's house. It's sad, too, when you go over there and you see, like, buildings that look exactly the same as they did probably in the 80s or probably even the 70s. Yeah. And it's like, what have we been doing? What are we doing? We've but been, now we're going back and doing it because I, I like the campaign that people like Killer Mike, like you say, T.I., uh, 
what you call it? Nipsey Hussle just announced today that he bought the the building where the marathon store. Where I, yeah. When I went to LA, I went in his store just to like be in it. Like, man, I'm in the black man. The store he used to sell drugs outside of. He's a hustler. Huh? Yeah, now he own that building. That's the example. Yeah. Now uh, Nipsey Hussle is example of what we're talking about. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's all do that. do that. Let's all go back to our community and invest there and build there. You know. And uh, there's a black home builder, black brother in 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 Houston. Go to his website, edhbhomes.net, edhbhomes.net, and build your custom home by a black man. Yeah. yeah, don't don't get other people to to build your home. You know, all that money can be recirculated back in our community. Because I'm saying people going to call the police on you when your cousin's out front. In the <laughs> yeah. We have a group of Negroes bar- yeah, we <laughs> barbecuing. A, and- we have a family <laughs> gathering, you know. We, we have a family reunion. They call it the police. Yeah. Your they nephew's have- out there uh, playing basketball. They're going to call the police on them. But, uh, <laughs> or, did you see it? I know this. We all over the place. But did you see the the, the, the black couple getting a, uh, doing a photo shoot of their baby? And then the lady called the police on them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She used to be married to the owner, I think, of the Rockets, if I'm not mistaken. Or that one of the two, the Rockets or the one Houston team. Her husband was the owner, but... Yeah, they... Get out of my neighborhood. Get off the sidewalk. She throwing yeah. their stuff off and there. Then the, the, the median here, the median, that, that area in the middle of the street, when you have a, a, a grassy area in the, mid, in the middle with these uh, oak trees, it's a beautiful scenery in order to take do a photo shoot. Um, when people have... Uh, Weddings, uh, a baby, a picture, or whatever they want to go in that beautiful surrounding. But the people there, we upper class. We don't want y'all anywhere in our neighborhood. Don't even get on the sidewalk. And, and the property is owned by the city. We all paying taxes. But classes. That's what it is. Race and class. So what we talking about? Once we start buying our communities back, we can we, we can build it up, and make it as beautiful. We can take as many pictures as we want in our own in the peace of our own community. That's right. Um, but yeah, they they go on and on about a lot of different points. And uh, if they want to check this out, they can. What wait, wait, y'all probably Google that. One hundred and one. Go go back up oh. to the top. Because we, we coming towards the end of the time. The yeah. Uh, one oh one hundred and one. Small business marketing ideals by uh, Alyssa Alisa Gregory. That's A L Y S S A. Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y. And the importance that, why we even brought this up, because you can't really have a business without marketing. Like, a lot of times we try to do, and I've tried for years, try to just do it off, oh man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it and people gonna find me. Or, you know, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, you gotta, I watched a little meme online where it was a, some industry exec, and he was saying the, the biggest mistake, because I'm an artist, so I know a lot of artists, and that's just the world I'm in. Uh, one of I the think, biggest. I think the people need to see. You. Oh, that's cool. One, <laughs> one of the biggest mistakes that young artists make is that they spend all. Which I did this many a time. They spend all the money making the product and leave zero money for the marketing. So, yeah, we yeah. need to put three times as much resources into marketing than in the making of the project. Yeah, uh, the bulk of the money is in marketing, and. Uh, I think uh, we've been trying to do things by word of mouth. And we got to get beyond our friends and family or our local community 
You know, I'm from the east side, I'm from the south side, I'm from the north side, but we need the whole city to back us, right? Yeah. We need the whole state. We need the whole country. We need the people in that industry to back our our movement. So we don't want to be local and limited. We don't we want to remove those restrictions. And the way to yeah, to get out of that circle is by advertising and marketing. So look at that. The little stuff that we touched on, those are things that you can do, but you can also dive into more ways to um just to, to reach more people. It's not because now we think a lot of people in the digital world think that's fake. Oh, you buying, you buying customers, you buying views. That's not that every business has to market, every business has to advertise, and that's how you get outside of just the people that that know you personally. And you gotta do that to have a successful business. You gotta cross over into into more people, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I always say, and, and you know, I mentioned uh, Coke. Coke has been around 100 years, but they still advertise. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's continue to advertise and advertise often. Marketing is that plan, that strategy by which we're going to advertise. And then continue to do research and gain knowledge so that you can do a better job in, in this competitive market. Yeah. Well, I, I learned a lot today, so I'm, I'm going to dive into it and try to figure out what, more ways that I can market to the people, you know what I mean? So, And uh, then so support business building blocks. Yeah. Business building blocks, uh, our social media pages are part of the marketplace. So if, you, if you're friends with us, you follow us, particularly in the business building block group on Facebook, you can post your ads in there. If you become a, a, a friend of the group, a member of the group, you can post your ads, and we encourage that. Uh, let's uh, share and network. Share our business ads and network on social media. And then you can also pay for uh, sponsorship on social media. Those businesses, and we just recently did some business with Black Connections. is a site on Instagram and, and Facebook where uh, they will post your ads for a fee. And let's invest in our own marketing companies. Because that's what they are. They're like marketing agencies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they are. And let's invest in the business building blocks. If you want to sponsor us, you can do it with Cash App. Cash App us at dollar sign BBB Podcast. Dollar sign BBB Podcast. And uh, where else they can follow us at? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Wazir underscore, that's W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore. Uh, you can follow the Business Building Blocks podcast on Instagram, BB Blocks Podcast. Uh, that's also our Twitter, BB Blocks Podcast. And uh, like he said, like the Facebook group and page, uh, Business Building Blocks. And, um, and we're on Twitter as well. Yeah, we're on Twitter as well. And if you would like to be a business, if you have a, if you ever listen to a podcast, I don't know how many, how many podcast fans are listening. Every podcast is supported by um, different companies that have ads. So if you have a company and you want us to to read your ad and tell the people directly how to support you, you can contact us on the email at businessbuildingblockshow at gmail dot com or on any other social media platforms. You can uh, reach us. Tell us about how we can reach uh, YZS Music because you're a sponsor. Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to listen to my music, you can go on any stri- streaming platform and just search Wazir, W-A-Z-E-E-R. That's, you know, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And uh, 
stay tuned on the uh, uh, Bars for Breakfast series that I'm doing on Instagram. More of that is coming. And uh, that's pretty much what we got going. All right, then. Where can they follow you personally? Oh, you can follow me on um, Instagram at uh, at Nation Builders. Um, But I'm John Muhammad. But you type in at Nation Builders. Yeah. I'm John Muhammad also on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, we're just going to keep on continuing... uh, with this, with this podcast, uh, I think it's still a lot of value in the show, and we're gonna keep on building it. If yeah. you, yeah, all the and tax. If y'all are fans of the show, we know y'all out there. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. And uh, if you a business owner, hit us up. Come on the show. Come tell the people what you're doing because we can all learn from your uh, your experiences and, and the things that got you to the level that you are at right now. That's true. We need some examples, shining examples for our people to see that we can be successful in business. You know, we we this is Black History Month. I think the ideal way to support to uh, celebrate Black History Month is by patronizing the black business. And let's make history that way. Let's just not look backwards. Let's use that as motivation to do something in our lives. And we can we everybody can do this. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, you can support an entrepreneur with your dollars. You know, and then maybe you can uh, support their their brand, and then we can. I have a solution to the problems that we experience in our lives. Make it a better world. Mm. So any last words? Or that's that's pretty much it. That's the blocks we're giving today. Market, advertise, your business. All right. Well, you have the blocks. Go to building and buy block. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.